So if we don't have a process to follow, if everybody's not doing it the same way, we can't tell what works and how to innovate anything in the business to make our business better. Welcome to the Regenerative Warrior Podcast, Doctor's Edition. One of the fastest growing regenerative medicine and anti-aging podcasts in the world. Each and every Tuesday and Thursday, I talk to the top experts to show doctors how to market, manage, and magnify their practice to help more people and make more money. Each episode is short and to the point without wasting your time with pointless conversation. Learn the skills to be successful without traveling to seminars or paying for expensive consulting fees. Are you ready? Because I am. I'm Dr. Ross Carter, and it's time to start the Regenerative Warrior Podcast now. Before we begin, I've created a group discount program for all of our listeners where you can get regenerative products and services for prices far below that which you could get on your own. For example, Warden's Jelly starting at $475 per cc or Exazone starting at $360 per cc. The more members in our group, the better prices we all get. So please join our group today so that we can all get the best prices for products and services. Go to drrosscarter.com and sign up or text me your name and email to this number, 561-962-1231. This is important, so save it in your phone right now. It's 561-962-1231. Back to the show. What's the best way to create a system? Let's start with that. We use the word in the e-myth, systemize my business. And systemize my business really means getting everything in your business documented into procedural terms. How you answer the phone, how you handle a customer complaint, everything that happens in the business as best as possible uh, gets into a document that is then used for training your people. But let's first address the question, how do I actually write a system or a procedure? First of all, you want to keep it simple. When you are working with an employee, it's a human being, and human beings are very smart. So you want to write processes for human beings. That's, I think, the very first step. If you get too bogged down into the detail, it can get overwhelming. And you can always add the detail later. How do you get the processes actually written? There are lots of ways. One way is to have a prioritized list, like a table of contents that you've prioritized, and you just start writing. So my responsibility is to make sure that those processes get written. And either if I'm a manager, I'm either going to write them myself or I'm going to make sure that my team collaborates with me to help them get written. We actually had a client. So this guy had 25 agents, probably three or four of them, maybe five of them were doing 80% of the selling 80% of the homes and getting those listings. And the rest were really doing very little, but it costs him a lot to have those people there. So he actually had a contest and he created, this is another way, he created five teams and on the captain of each team, he put one of his top brokers, his top real estate agents. On the uh, other teams, he just split up all the rest of the people. So he had five teams of five, and he had a top producer on each one of those teams. And he said, what I need you guys to do is create a listing presentation. And there's only one rule. The one rule is that the greenest person on your team has to give that listing presentation. So it's sort of cool. These uh, five teams were competing. There was a lot of camaraderie around on each team. And a week later, they came together on a Friday afternoon. And he was a judge. His father, who was the previous owner of the company, was a judge. And then he had one of his mortgage or title guys or something who came in to judge the contest. 
and they had five presentations. And when they were giving the presentations, Carl, who was the business owner, he had someone taking notes and listening to everything each one of these rookies were delivering. But he took all these notes home that were taken from all the presentations and he put together all the nuggets and he crafted a like a little three to five minute listening presentation and then he came back and he rolled it out to all 25 agents. And his sales skyrocketed as a result of this because everybody now had something to follow to help them win. So that's how they wrote a process. When you talk about processes, there's documentation, so getting it written down. There's implementation, so actually training someone in it. And then there's innovation. Those are three really important words. And innovation is tweaking it. And that's going to be a manager's responsibility. When he's starting to see expectations shift, we're not achieving things, we want to tweak the system because it's probably something's changed and the system's not quite working as well as it used to. So if we don't have a process to follow, if everybody's not doing it the same way, we can't tell what works and how to innovate anything in the business to make our business better. Excellent. How is the best way to monitor and make sure that the people that are receiving these processes and systems are actually implementing them correctly? How can you, as the owner, for example, know that? There's a great process that we use to deliver to our clients, and we actually have it available. So anybody who's listening to this, if they're interested, they could contact you and we could give it to them. It's called the one-on-one meeting process, and it's a management process. So the one-on-one management process is a little bit different if you've got a production line. But if I've got, say, a sales team of three or four people, what I'm going to do is on a structured basis, I'm going to have one-on-one meetings. So I got four sales guys, it's me. I recommend one hour once a week. So on Tuesdays, I meet with Will. On Wednesdays, I meet with Fred. On Thursdays, I meet with Sarah. And Fridays, I meet with Jim And at different times. They know they're meeting with me. And we meet on time. We end on time. And there's an agenda for those meetings. My meeting agenda typically starts with some projects that are going on. Sorry for the interruption again. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, Learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card and dominate your area. We're here to help you. Just text your name and any question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or go to our website at drrosscarter.com to learn more. Don't forget about our current $475 Warden's Jelly Special. On with the show. One of the key things that we bring into these meetings is process review. Not every meeting, not every week do a process review, but what I will do is at the beginning of the year, again, in our application, we've got the job description is a list of all of the processes. And by clicking on any one of these processes, all of the instructions for how to do that specific thing are there. So what I do at the beginning of the year is I mark all of the processes on a specific position's job description. I mark them as incomplete, and it turns them from black to blue. And through the year, I would say, if you were one of my salespeople, I'd say, so, Ross, what I want you to do this week and next week, I want you to go back to that referral process, and I want you to review it as if you don't know how to do it. I just want to know if we're still doing it this way. And if we're not doing it this way, Can you just make some notes and bring them to me and we'll meet on it next week? 
My goal is that through the year I go through all of the processes on that position's job description to turn them from blue, which is incomplete, to black, which is complete. And then I know that everything's current. That helps me keep them current. Now, how do I manage people, make sure that they're following the processes? One thing is I should have some expectations around someone who is following a process. If they're not achieving one closed deal a week or a month, which is what I expect of them if they're following the process, if they are achieving, I'm going to assume they're following the process. If they're not achieving, I'm going to assume they're not following the process or the process isn't working with them. And so then I'm going to have a conversation about it. What about if you're starting out? How do you introduce this in a positive way so that it doesn't cause complete chaos in the office? Right. Great question. When you're a small business and you're getting started and you're just delivering, you want to talk a little bit about what's in it for me as the employee. Why should I be following a process? Well, if you think about it, there are actually two stages because if I was being hired by your company, you know how nervous you are when you first get hired by a new company. And imagine if I come into your company and you say, hey, Mike, we have a process for everything that I want you to do. We have expectations. If you follow these processes, you will get it. You will achieve your expectations. It's in your interest to follow the process because, number one, we're a process-driven company. Number two, it's going to make your job so much easier. And number three, you're going to make way more money because you're going to be able to get up to speed faster than you've ever been able to get up to speed before. But let's say that you've got a business and you've got four or five employees who have been there for 40 years. And you've never had processes. And they say, I don't need these processes. We've been doing it this way for 40 years. I don't need processes. Well, I would say that they're not that wrong because what they're doing is a process. They've been doing it so long, it is a process. It's just not written down. So this is often an employee-by-employee situation, but you want to try to figure out what's the context. If I were in their shoes, what would make it worth it for me to have a process? Here's an example. My appointment setter, she said to me, uh, this was about two months after she got hired, she said, you know, do you use LinkedIn to for lead generation? And I sort of sheepishly said, well, I've got a LinkedIn account, but I don't really know how to use LinkedIn. And she said, well, with a previous employer, we had a really valuable, really good process for mining LinkedIn for leads. Would you like me to do it for you? The typical business owner says, yeah, go for it. And then Marie leaves six months later, and I just lost my LinkedIn lead generation program because it was in her head. She was doing it. What I did is I said, yeah, Marie, I'd love it if you did that, but can you write it down? And can you teach it to me as if I needed to do it so that I understand it? It's the difference between abdication and delegation. In this instance, what I did is I delegated it. Abdication would be, yeah, go for it. This is great. And six months later, we're getting, you know, 40 leads a month, and it's really great. And then she gets offered a better job and leads, and I just lost that process. So sometimes there are processes in people's minds that I needed her help to get it documented because I didn't know how to do it. So I might have a front office person who's been greeting clients for 20 years, but I'm a doctor. I don't know. What do you do? I'm asking her for her help, and I'm not making a demand on her. I'm asking her for help. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Please subscribe to be notified of all new episodes, and also like and share this to help us grow. To find out more about this speaker, become a speaker on our show, to have Dr. Carter present at your event or podcast, learn more about coaching, consulting, tissue allographs, exosomes, supplements, legal help, or how to create a million-dollar business card to dominate your local area, 
We're here to help you. Just text your name and your question to 561-962-1231. Write that down. That's 561-962-1231. Or you can go to our website at drrosscarter.com. That's D-R-R-O-S-S-C-A-R-T-E-R.com to learn more. Until next time, this is Dr. Ross Carter, signing off. Signing off.